0: Welcome to Music and Medicine. Welcome to Music and Medicine. Welcome to Music and Medicine. I'm your host, Dr. Moshe Lewis. Welcome to Music and Medicine. I'm your host, Dr. Moshe Lewis. I'm excited to be here with a living legend. This is Miss Dionne Warwick, ladies and gentlemen. Hi. Six-time Grammy Award winner. 58 top 100 songs on the billboard. I mean, the list continues on. She's ambassador for health. Yes. I mean, it's just so magnanimous. Our show is called Music and Medicine. Mm -hmm. And I feel like your life is so emblematic of bringing health and nurturing, not only your family, but our entire country. And I have to thank you for that.
1: Well,
0: it's been my pleasure, seems this what God put me here to do. <laughs> so I wanted to start and kind of use some of your songs as an example of the way that you've done that. Um, if I, and for whatever it's worth, from the age of six or seven, my mother was a diehard fan, So we would listen to a lot of your music. Uh-huh. And then I came to know your music myself. But if I pick a song, say a little prayer for you. Just tell us about how healing that was at the time because uh, some of the younger people today may not realize that that song was really something that spoke to a lot of parents who sent kids off to the war. Yes,
1: indeed, it was written during the Vietnam War and it was uh, basically the way that Hal David, who wrote the lyrics to the song, felt about what was being done and should not have been being done. And uh, I felt exactly the same way. Um, the song apparently was a comfort to those who were over there fighting this senseless war we found out it to be. Um, and they were our babies, you know, the young, young men who were being sent over, and women as well, sent to do something that was really not necessary to do. And uh, it, it appeared that uh, that song was bring, bringing comfort. As a matter of fact, I remember vividly Colin Powell even telling me how that song brought him through. Wow. So it was, uh, I'm thrilled to have been a part of that. I really yeah. am.
0: Sure. Another song that I think also speaks to just the trials and tribulations that so many people in the industry go through, um, Don't Make Me Over. <laughs> that is such a polite way of saying <laughs> something that uh, we're going to talk a little bit about. But just just tell us like how how important it is for artists to be able to be recognized for the talent they have and, and not get false promises. Yeah, you know, it's,
1: it's so uh, amazing how we're all being or being tried to be put into a, a certain box. Mm-hmm. You know, you belong in this one and you belong in that one. No, we belong where we are. You can't be anyone other than who you are. So what's the point in trying to to rearrange something that is, as I say, perfect. God made this. Right. There's nothing you can do to change it. So don't even try it.
0: Absolutely. Um, a song that will be timeless forever, what the world needs now, is Love Sweet Love. Yes. Um, just tell us about some of that uh, song, yes. in terms of what it meant to you. You bring yes. so much passion to so many of your lyrics.
1: This is, well, again, Hal David, who I felt um very very spiritual mm-hmm. and he such a kind heart he really was mm-hmm. I miss him terribly I do yeah. but he wrote words that um, meant things meant something to you mm-hmm. you know he didn't talk at you he talked to you mm-hmm. and with you and uh, our oh, world well, at this point in our lives unfortunately it is so chaotic and madness is going on not only within the realms of humanity, but I mean, we're enduring this COVID, and whatever this other thing is, is mm-hmm. running around, right. uh, taking the lives of people, because it's a very simple thing to combat, of course. Right. But we have a way of just being obstinate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're so it. good. It's nothing about me. Yeah. Right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, our world is, is kind of uh, lacking in that four-letter word, love. Yeah. And it's something we really need to start preaching to each other and, and and looking at it as something that we need to do. We need to, again, become human beings, care about each other. That's what we're put here for, to care for and about each other. And until that occurs again, and I hope it's very soon, um, love is truly the answer. That's Marvin Gaye said it. Right. He did. He said, <laughs> love is the answer. Love or is the it's not.
0: Sure. And on that note, I know you know we've gotten to know your son, uh, Damon, and he shared with us you sort of sitting down with guys that don't always use those words and sometimes call people out their names, mm-hmm. and, and ultimately that got born into a song. Just tell us about your just matter-of-factness to say, you know what, I want them to come over, corrupt, I want them to sit down, I want to talk, yeah. and, uh, and then it became uh, a remake of that yeah. song. It
1: did. You know, um, I just let them know first of all. I would never have invited you to my home if I didn't care about you, mm. that's the first thing. Mm-hmm. I wanted them to understand that. And uh, that I had a reason for them coming over. I needed to talk to them as they needed to talk to me.
0: Yeah.
1: We needed to converse and, and find out why, as they said, I was dissing them, <coughs> which I, you <laughs> know, what is dissing? Right. And it was disrespect, I said, well, say that. Right. You know, Disrespect is a word. Distant, I don't know what that means. Right. But at any rate, we had a very long conversation mm-hmm. and uh, they understood where I was coming from. I said, you know, your ears are gonna grow up as you are. Mm-hmm. And once you get to a certain age, you're all gonna look into the fact that you may find a young lady that you care enough about to want right. to get married and start having children of your own and then you're gonna have a little girl, you know? And that little girl's gonna start growing up and she's gonna hear it these words that are coming out of your mouth yeah. on radio what? and she's going to turn around and look at you and say, Daddy, is that you saying that about ladies and girls? Mm-hmm. What are you going to say to her?
0: Right. You know,
1: so I would suggest there are other ways to express your feelings. Yeah. And they felt that I made a little bit of sense, you know, <laughs> and it started turning that around. Yeah. So the word gangster, <laughs> Right. Rat, kind of started
0: dissipating which I'm thrilled to be able to say sure my m- adopted mom was born in 1906 she used to use a word called gumption in uh-huh. <laughs> which you may not have heard of recently yeah, and no, certainly not recently I've not <laughs> used but you it too <laughs> exactly so Tell us about what gave you the gumption to be able to say, you know what, I really want to say something to the youth. I, I want a little, because so many people would say, oh, it's not my place, or it's not appropriate. What it, gave you it that? It is your place,
1: your, you know, we are the village, mm-hmm. uh, and as you were brought up, so was I, mm-hmm. you know, if I did something on the way back from school at an early age, and any of the neighbors saw me do it, I got spanked mm. by that neighbor, right. and then by the time I got home, the word was there already. Right. Well, I was in for the second spanking. Right. But you know, uh, those kinds of things are not occurring today, and I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not quite certain as to why. Mm-hmm. I, a lot of it, I think, had a lot to do with a, a babies having babies mm-hmm. and not having an opportunity to grow up themselves right. before they're able to even begin to understand how to assist child to grow. Right. So you know I, I, I think just being of service to each other mm-hmm. is what we really have to start understanding and doing.
0: Sure. It's clear that you love being a mother. Your children are so close to you and you find it so important in raising them. Tell us just a couple of the things of which you are most proud of your two sons. I mean they are so amazing. Yeah, you know, my
1: babies uh, were and still are being brought up the way I was. Know, with respect and understanding and love, honor, um, they have uh, no reason to do anything outside of what they're being taught. And that basically is the answer how they're taught and what they're taught. Um, and that is enforced. You know, um, they, they know when mama <coughs> says no, it means right. no. Right,
0: well, top love. And up block. I
1: say yes, it means yes. Sure. I and mean, it's really that simple. Mm-hmm. They know their love. I know that I cared about and cared for. Um, I know that they love me and right. they care about me. Sure. And I think it's really the answer. You know, we, we genuinely need and want to be there for each other. And that's what
0: we do. Sure. Talking about caring, the Three of you all working together, Bert Backrack and Mr. David and yourself, as you all know, form this this perfect um, relationship in music that so rarely can be found. Um, but yet, as relationships go, there have been some rocky times, and and ultimately things yeah. things didn't work out. Talk to us about sort of how that felt, but also the importance of, of putting it back together the way that you all did, which is so incredible to hear.
1: You know, it was nothing more than anything else. You know, friends have a habit of being friends for as long as they're gonna be friends. Right. And there comes a time when you say, oh, I'm going your friend no longer. Right. No, goodbye. True. If it's a true friendship, hmm. it never ends. Right. And that is basically what happened with and David and I. Right. When um, they breached the contract, I had, I had no choice but to take them to court. I won the case, sure. of course. Um, and for a period of well over 12 years, there were no relationships of any sort between right, us. Right,
0: to speak Uh
1: We didn't speak to each other, we didn't talk, and we, there was no, nothing to talk about. Right. Um, a song brought us back
0: together. Yes.
1: And I mean, that's, that's the beauty of music too. Sure. Uh, but as it turns out, you know, we all go through those periods of time. Sure and when it when it is rings true as our friendship has and still is Bert and I are still friends you know we still call each other on birthdays and Christmas and holidays and you know or just to get together we still do that so um our relationship has lasted now almost 60 years so you know with the exception of those 12 years that we were kind of at each other's necks aside from that, and that's a
0: relationship that will always be. Sure. And let's talk about that song, That's What Friends Are For. Mm-hmm. Just tell us about the, the obvious meaning, but also sort of that deeper meaning that, that you found that it just so spoke to your heart that you wanted to literally call some of your best friends in to be a part of it, which was not something we saw as commonly at that time.
1: You know, I, um, I was watching the song Night Ship, where the song originally was recorded by Ron Stewart. I was getting ready to record with Backrack and Carol Bruce at the time,
0: yeah.
1: um, and I brought the song up, and they said, well, "Yeah, of course you want to record it, of course." And I suggested that it be about friendships, hmm. and I called my friends who happened to be in town and right. were willing to do it with me, which, right. thank you God. I sure. <laughs> uh, don't D- Gladys Elton Stevie. Uh, agreed to sing the song with me, and right. as it turned out, it was the tale happened to be at the session. And she asked if we would mind giving that song to the AIDS issue and right. helping us establish a foundation of impact. Right. And we felt oh, well, you know, we had all lost enough people to that devastating disease, and uh, felt if that's all it took, yeah, why not? And subsequently, that's friends of four basically is what is really about, friendships, and the meaning of friendships, uh, how uh, that is something that you do not just arbitrarily decide it's going to be, right. you know, you have to sincerely feel that, yeah, okay, we've got a friendship going on here, and it doesn't necessarily mean that I know you personally enough to call you my friend, sure. but the friendship aspect is more of what it's really about.
0: At that time, you were willing to do things that some people were afraid to do. uh, Hug a child that might have AIDS, really be an outspoken advocate for it. Um, What types of things inspired you to sort of have such a strong health and a a message of health, not only in your music, but also in a lot of the things you did, ultimately becoming an ambassador for health?
1: Yeah, um, I first of all, selfishly. (laughs) feel like I have some healthy folks sitting in my audience when I'm singing to them, okay? I want them all to be healthy. Right. So, uh, it didn't take much for me to decide to do or be a part of the health issue. Mm. Um, we were losing so many people within my industry, first of all, two AIDS, um, and something that could have been literally, you know... Well, let's pay a little more attention to right. how to combat this thing. Right. So education basically was my, my, my arena. Mm. But I felt that uh, whatever it needed, you know, if I was able to give it that push, right. that's what I was going to do. Sure. And it didn't take much. It didn't take anything at all, as a matter of fact. Just mm, speaking out about it and right. making people aware this is what you can do, you know. And this is how we can combat this silly thing. So let's all get busy here. True.
0: But that's just so great that you felt inspired to really take it and, like you said, give that extra push. Because yeah. sometimes it can be easy to step back and not oh, be as involved. The and same thing with We Are The World. Listen, we were all sitting around our kitchen table talking about it. <laughs> right.
1: And, you know, I kept saying, well, it's time for us to start doing it instead of talking.
0: Right.
1: And I just felt that, okay, somebody had to do it. Mm-hmm. And I'm usually the one, which okay. <laughs> doesn't bother me, you know, sure. it's like, okay, what can I do that might start this ball rolling sure. and getting people's attention and paying attention
0: to it. Um, and it worked. Sure. One of the things, and I don't know if you hear this enough, is that we find you so relatable. You raised your two kids essentially on your own. You. Thought and dealt with a career that is very tumultuous, even in the best of times, and certainly that can be the worst of times. Where do you think you found that inner strength, and, and what advice would you give for others who are trying to deal with their ups and downs, which life brings, whether they're in the industry or not?
1: You know, I, I, I didn't find difficulty in what I was doing at all. I, I, I don't allow stress, it's the first thing. Okay. Um, how do you get away with it? How do I do what? I just do not allow it. That's all there is to it. Sure. Um, I know the, the people that cared about me my parents, my siblings, my aunts and uncles, my friends um, are the ones who still care about me. Sure. And I uh, just. Um, kept me grounded, you know, which I'm thrilled about. You know, a right. sudden, a lot of my friends who are in the industry, right. all of a sudden, thought they were bigger than the room that we're in. Right, uh, right. You know, right. which is okay, if that's yeah. what you think, you can walk on water, try sure. it. Right, <laughs> yeah. But I, I never, um, I never felt, you know, I was gonna be or wanted to be anybody but me. I like me mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I had no reason to think I wanted to be anything other than who I am. And I think that is really what my persona says to people. You know, I, I feel I'm approachable, you know, um, and I I am honest to a false. That's my biggest problem, sure. right. if, if, if that's a problem. Because everybody can't always and handle the truth. I, my friends will tell you in, a, in an instant, if you don't want to know, do not ask Dion. <laughs> exactly. Because she will tell you, exactly. you know, and I don't mind wrong with being honest and upfront. I really sure. don't. My grandfather told me many, many years I was a child when he told me this. Mm-hmm. He says, I don't want you to ever lie.
0: Uh, and I said, well, okay, oh, that's a I'm,
1: I'm, He says, no, I'm going to tell you. First of all, I want you to know lying, you'll get wrinkles. You mm. don't want wrinkles to so, yes, you. No, know, I don't. <laughs> exactly. So he said, and also, why would you want to tell a lie when the truth is available? Mm. And I
0: practiced
1: that. Sure. I
0: didn't. On that note, um, Twitter has become something <laughs> where you've been able to have a voice to a younger generation, yeah. and it comes across. Um, how do you uh, find that experience in terms of, do you feel like you're sort of the voice that we didn't always hear in our grandparents? Because some people may not have had them. So many families are, are fractured today. Yeah, no, no,
1: I know. No, I think after seeing some of the things that these kids are saying together, it was, very disturbing mm-hmm. to me. Mm-hmm. And I felt it was time for a grown-up to be present. Right. And I let them know, there's a grown-up on here now. Right. You know, and, sure. and this is what you're going to do. <laughs> <laughs> because Dion do play that. Right. And you know, I want them to understand that I will be asking questions. Sure. And they have the right to ask me questions. And they will get an answer, as I sure. would expect an answer from them. I'm thrilled to know that Jack who, is, who unfortunately has stepped down from CEO now, sure um, but he let me know how refreshing it was right. and thank you so much for being a part of twitter sure. uh, so well, you know there's nothing wrong with that because the whole ambiance of Twitter has changed yeah. since my presence in there, mm-hmm. and it's it's a lot of fun based on the fact that i I'll go over this and sometimes a little stern right you sure. know but sometimes Maybe. it's needed yes yeah. and uh, but it always ends with a smile sure and that's what I wanted to get across these babies sure and they're now utilizing that you know, right. finding a way to say what they want to say but with a smile sure and it's worth
0: right and that lyric is in your song right? keep smiling keep mm-hmm. shining talk to us about project smile something that's near and dear to your heart and that you've been involved with
1: yeah a fresher smile is uh, an organization I, I became involved with in the 90s. Mm. And um, what they do, is just... Incredible. It's a miracle. Wow. It's, it's absolutely miraculous. These doctors, God bless them all, you know, they they see and know how to give these children, babies, an opportunity to do what we do, automatically, smile. Sure. You know, and, and uh, correct the deformity. With ease. And it's, it's a $200 venture, mm-hmm. you know, so giving to Operation Smile is something I think everybody should consider doing. And I will continue to work with them as long as I possibly can, because our babies are very, very important to me.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, that's our future, that's what's going to be taking care of me in a minute. Sure. <laughs> you know, so let's get busy here.
0: Right. I just want to say, right, the children are born with cleft palate and they essentially volunteer their time and provide surgery that essentially yes. helps a very difficult cosmetic uh, deformity mm-hmm. and also difficult in terms of eating and things like that yes. be something where they can live normal lives again.
1: Exactly. You know, but the most important part about it, as I said, is they get the ability to finally smile. Right. You know, they have a reason to smile.
0: And then the Ohm Center, tell us of the Ohm Zone. Um, really it takes things even to a higher plane, sort of using music as healing, um, what does that mean to you, even when you may hear words like music is medicine or music and medicine? Yeah, music
1: is, is a healing force. It always has been. Yeah. I could never imagine a world without music. I just can't. I mean, it's impossible to think about that. But music has been proven to be a healing force. It's used in hospitals yeah. over there, and it has brought people out of Homeless, it struck people out of uh, anxieties, it's it, it's just a healing matter. I think um, David, in our Bible, King David, right. who is God's favorite, mm-hmm. was the poet. Right. He was also the musician and uh, down healing powers within that. Right. So, I mean, I, I believe my Bible very, very much, and I believe what I'm saying about music, it is a healing force.
0: I know you often say that you don't necessarily have a favorite song because they're almost like your children, um, but is there a way that some of your music even speaks to you or that you feel it's gotten you through some, some difficult times yeah. or complicated decisions? Certainly,
1: you know, and uh, it's brought me up on several occasions, you know, I mean I've gone on stage with a headache yeah. and uh, before the end of the show my headache is gone. Right. You know, I found joy in what I did. Mm-hmm. And I think that is basically the true answer to that too.
0: Sure, You've persevered despite <coughs> all types of challenges that so many of us are going to face in our lives. If they're not uh, similar, they are analogous. Um, what words would you give in terms of encouragement for people that are, no. that are finding that uh, yeah. life is too stressful? But like you said, you don't believe in <laughs> it. I don't believe in stress. <laughs>
1: I don't know, no, I, I don't give advice, mm-hmm. so nobody takes it anyway, mm-hmm. but it's, um, I will encourage people of course uh, to, to do what they, they do, um, I don't know, I, I found solace in prayer,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and that, that works for me, mm-hmm. I don't know what would work for you, I really don't, I could never begin to tell you what will, right. but that's what works for
0: me. And on a celebratory note, you just celebrated 81st birthday. Mm-hmm. It is on Dion Warwick Live. So just um, tell us about how uh, important that was to you and uh, where we can find you and some of the things you're still doing.
1: Oh, I'm done, listen, just being able to get up in the morning one. 81, <laughs> exactly. God gave me a true blessing, okay? Right. So, uh, and that's how I feel about that. I feel that I am truly blessed to have been able to share 81 years. Sure. with not only myself but with all, all those around me sure. and still be capable and able to do what I do and what I love doing. Sure. Um, and for as long as God decides that I'm doing what he wants me to do, that's how long I'll be doing it.
0: Absolutely. A blessing. Well, I thank you so much for your time, your history that you've given us of music. You've kind of helped us walk through our lives and found moments to cry and moments to walk away and moments to stand and be proud Mm -hmm. and moments to treasure friendship. And um, this is truly a blessing to be able to speak with you today. Thank you. It's my pleasure. Sure. Absolutely. Welcome to Music and Medicine. Welcome to Music and Medicine. Welcome to Music and Medicine. I'm your host, Dr. Motion Lewis.